three, two, one. Welcome back to the WREM Morning Show. Joining me here on the Morning Show, I've got Monmouth College Sports Information Director Nathan Believa. Nathan, how you doing, my man? Good, good. Just uh, ready for the holidays and a uh, little bit of a, a relaxed week, I guess you could say, with uh, with everything else that's going on compared to, to what we've had so far this fall and, uh, and into the winter. Yeah, the uh, it's my it's my favorite holiday. The older I get, it used to be Christmas because you got a bunch of presents when you were younger. Sure, it's Christmas. Now I just like to eat. So Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Man. <laughs> and watch football. <laughs> and watch football. Although right. you know, the well, game, we get the stuck with the Bears year, and the Lions. Yeah, but... and then the Raiders, Cowboys, which you know could be a blowout and. Bill Saints, I don't know what we're gonna. I mean, I, I thought that'd be a blowout. Now Buffalo can't wait. Yeah, so I don't know. Could be, could be three not so great games, but you know we'll, we'll right. watch. We'll watch them all, and uh, you know whatever whatever else is on too. I'm sure there's a college game or two on, and uh, and and have a little fun and and get some good food. And turkey's still going to taste just as good. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what's uh, what's going on at the college? I know uh, when we spoke last Monday, the football all-conference hadn't come out yet, but it came out uh, later on Monday in the morning, or or at least it was released later yeah. later in the day. And uh, I'll tell you what, Scott's well-represented once again. Yeah, got 11 on there uh, with uh, with eight on the first team and, and three on the second team. Uh, Corbin Personette was defensive line MVP, which I, I think we expected, <laughs> um, you know, with, with everything that he did. This year, um, you know, and, and, and overall, you know, well represented throughout, you know, uh, Derek Brown, uh, offensive line. He started the year at guard and ended up at center uh, for the last six games. So he, you know, very versatile um, for, for them. And then Matt Shimko, offensive line, was on the, was on the second team. Um, you know, defensive backfield was well represented. Devin Graham, even though he missed the last couple of games after he got hurt, um, you know, in the in the Lake Forest game. So he missed the at Ripon and, and versus Knox games. Uh, so he was out there with Caleb Plattenberger uh, was out there as well. Those two uh, on the first team defensively with uh, uh, Drake Dietrich and, and Evan Otto. So uh, both at linebacker. So that's five defensive players, um, you know, right there. Then Addison Fletcher was a uh, first team punter, led the league in, in punting. Um, and, and Jake Uras was uh, was there as well with, uh, with with everything that he did throughout the year and uh, the receiving. And then Nate Graham was uh, was second team with Henderson Francois and uh, I mentioned Matt Shimko so uh, you know a lot of lot of representation throughout both sides of the ball every uh, just about every position I know um, you know we we the way that the quarterback position broke down this year as far as games played, it was tough to get one person. Yeah. I know Chad and I were talking, if you combined their stats, you know, <laughs> you combined year. Riley and Carter <laughs> stats, you know, you probably, you know, at least get second team uh, quarterback selection on there. But since they were broken down in half and, you know, Riley had a lot of rushing yards and he had what, three starts there and the four starts actually uh, two in September two in October and then Carter had the first two of the year and then the last couple and <laughs> and and had more passing yards um you know and then the way they combined touchdowns both rushing and throwing you know that's a that's a heck of a year if you combine that quarterback position uh into into one so um but yeah you know I mean there, there's linebackers there's D lines there's cornerbacks uh and and safeties and then there's obviously wide receivers running backs no line so uh you know just about everywhere represented and in a, in a full balanced uh, balanced season. Yeah, then they give half sacks. They could give half a all conference and a half an all conference. Yeah, right, to, uh, right, right. <laughs> like they do half sack. Yeah, you know, actually, you know, out. when they were when they were out there, they both played well. They yeah, just, you know, they just split the snaps, um, you know, throughout the year, and so it's it's tough to get individual accolades. But again, you know, it's not really about that. It's about right. getting the wins, and yeah. uh, they got you know, a bunch they, of those. They combined too. to get a bunch of those, so um, you know, it, it, it worked out well. That the last game we saw them both on the field at the same time, a, a few plays. 
place. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how it progresses to, uh, you know, next next fall and, and, and gets through all that. And obviously they had two really talented freshmen. I, I watched um, half of, of one of the JV games at home, um, and, and both of those freshman quarterbacks looked good. And I know they were really happy with the way they played in the last JV game at Central. They went over there, and, you know, Central varsity team was, was ranked. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so to go over there and beat the JV team and, and beat them pretty handily, I know that the coaching staff was, was real happy with the way those young kids, not just the quarterbacks and Ashton Summers and Connor McCormick, but the way those whole team played. I think they had two defensive touchdowns in that game. Uh, Tanner Tomaski, uh, who ended up playing against Knox with a with a with a cast on his right on on his, on his hand, uh, he intercepted a, a pass one handed uh, in that JV game and <laughs> wow. ran it back ran it back for a touchdown. So um, I know uh, I know Chad was told me about that play right away. Uh, you know when I went in the, when I went in on Tuesday morning, it's like, hey, what was the score? I can put on the website. He's like, oh, you gotta you gotta check out this play that Tomaski had with one hand, uh, which was which was pretty cool. So I know they were real happy with the way that a lot of the young kids played and in uh, those JV games and uh you know show, shows a lot for the future yeah i uh, uh the uh um where's i gonna go with this thank goodness we're recording i'm gonna edit this um, <laughs> oh i know yeah two years ago today come up popped up on my facebook memories uh we were sending the team off to the ncaa tournament yeah, you know that's and and that's what it's all about. I know uh, looking through a lot of the photos and and different things that were that were left. You know, it was the the send off for uh, for the football team in the fall, for the uh, women's soccer team in the fall of nineteen, um, and then for the basketball team in uh, end of February, early March of, of twenty, which ended up being uh, you know one of the one of the final games played. I know uh, yeah. softball and baseball were down in in spring training and got a few games in, and and, and lacrosse got a got a home game in, but that uh, you know that basketball send off was one of the last you know moments that that uh that people had you know in the in the pre-covid era so yeah you know seeing those memories pop up and uh uh you know hopefully we'll we'll be there again soon with uh with the team going off to the the ncaa tournament got a few that were were close here in the fall with uh volleyball making the the conference tournament and in football obviously coming up uh you know just a half short really against lake forest because you know you win that game and then you know, would would we have gone to St. John's? I don't know. Would we have gone somewhere else? You know, who knows how that would have would have broken down. But you know, Lake Forest went up to St. John's and lost forty one to fourteen. They had a late touchdown that made it a little bit closer. But um, St. John's defense must be really good because Lake Forest had I think sixty one yards rushing and right at a hundred passing. So wow. um, you know, St. John's defense was was, was pretty good. So um, we'll we'll see how far they progress. I mean, they're a top seed for a reason, right? And that, yeah. In that bracket, so we'll see how far they go. And um, you know, unfortunately, North Central wasn't able to play their game because Carnegie Mellon had uh, a, a COVID breakout while they were on the way to uh, the Chicago area. Wow. So that was a no contest, and North Central advanced. And uh, there were some there were some good games. I was following the scores uh, throughout the day on Saturday while we were while we were doing our, our women's basketball game uh, up at, up at Glenny. We were checking out some of the scores, and there were some there were some good games throughout. A couple upsets, and you know that's what that's what this time of the year is all about absolutely yeah i I seen the score of the lake forest st john's game i didn't click on the box score or anything but man if they held that lake forest offense to that (laughs) that's a fantastic defense because that lake forest offense put what up 79 and 84 points yeah two out of the last four weeks yeah they they scored they scored one of their touchdowns late so it was uh i think it was 41 to 7 and they they scored one late so did have some basketball last week, though, as we're uh, getting in full swing Yeah, here. the uh, women played really well. They uh, they blew out Eureka on uh, on Wednesday night with a 30-point win and then uh, won, by, won by 40 on uh, Saturday 
against Illinois Tech and uh, really played well. You know, they uh, they came out came out a little sloppy against Eureka. That game, nobody scored for like the first three or four minutes, and it was there was just some some turnovers and some fouls, and then um, slowly started to pull away from Eureka. Saturday was a completely different story. Came out from the very beginning and, and just kind of put the hammer down. And Josie Morgan scored the first eight points of the game. She scored our first ten. Uh, three minutes in, we were winning ten to two. She had all ten. Um, but if, and then uh, after that, it was a twenty to nothing run, um, and we were up thirty to five at the end of the first quarter, which um, ended up being. An, and they haven't played quarters for a long time um, in, in in college women's basketball. But it was our, our second highest scoring output of a quarter ever. Oh, wow. The, the record's thirty two, um, and it was the second best defensive quarter ever. The record's four, and gave up five, and then gave up five again in the third quarter. So got on that list twice on on Saturday, and, and uh, you know it had. Had 51 and a half. The, the third quarter was a little little lower scoring uh, with, with just nine, but then got it going again in the fourth with some of the players off the bench and, uh, you know, got it to a 40-point win. So that's three in a row, uh, all at home, all by, by big numbers. And, uh, and now they've got this week to – work on whatever they need to work on in practice and, and, and move forward. They go down to Westminster on Saturday uh, down in, in Fulton um, for, for that game. And then conference play starts a week from tomorrow. That'll be at Lake Forest to start for both the men and the women. And then home on December 4th, which, you know, is only next Saturday to be, yeah. you know, the first weekend of December. We'll be home against Beloit for that um you know that doubleheader. The the men uh, went zero and three last week. Uh, won a close loss uh, against Co on Wednesday, where they they rallied late and, and got that down to uh, had a chance to get it to one possession, um, but missed a shot. And Co made their free throw, so that ended up being a five point game. And then played in the the Warburg tournament over the weekend. Uh, lost to Warburg on Friday night, uh, and then Saturday had to play Cornell, which uh, I don't know if if that's a good thing or a bad thing because that means we'll play Cornell three times at least this year uh played them in the third place game um got it got it close got it down to uh to, to possession in the second half but again Cornell hit their free throws and pulled away and and, and won by eight so um the men will be at Eureka tomorrow uh for a Tuesday night game um you know over there at the Reagan and then uh off for the holiday weekend and, and then they play the same conference schedule as the women so at Lake Forest uh and versus Beloit next week so uh, but yeah, that was that was the week of, of basketball with with five games. Men went zero and three, and and the women went two and zero. Yeah, the uh, the men young, very inexperienced, but they've been in some ball games. It's yeah, good to see. Yeah, inexperienced, and 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 also uh, you know Jonathan Ordigwe, who was the leading scorer through the first three games, w- was injured in the, oh. uh, the 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 last home game. He came back and finished the game, uh, but then he did not play in the the three games in, in in Iowa. I don't know what his status is for tomorrow. Might be just you know waiting on uh, on uh, conference play. But he yeah he rolled his ankle. Um, if, you know first couple of days he was on uh, one crutch and then after that was was walking at least when he was in campus and in the huff you know saw saw him walking but um you know they they did not play and and you know so that's a that's a big difference you got a guy who scored you know 15 points in the opener and then you know 19 points in uh in in the last home game and and led the team in scoring um you know through through the the first three games of the season so to have uh you know have him not available is a is a is a big uh you know big thing for 
for the the rest of the team to overcome and and uh, you know to fill in and, and do all that, especially this early in the season. And they are inexperienced, and he's the most experienced player yeah. uh, that that's out there as well. So that's uh, you know something that that sure didn't help in those games against Iowa, playing against a couple good teams in in Co and Warburg for you know non conference wise, and then a team in Cornell that you're going to have to see. Uh, I guess the good news is that <laughs> they you know knock Jonathan. on wood that when you see him in in January and then again in February that, that you'll have him back so we'll, we'll see how that how that plays out yeah that makes that gives me actually gives me even more hope for a for a decent season here because I didn't know Jonathan was out the last year yeah, he got yeah, busy he with was, high school basketball and I kind of lost track so that makes me feel even better that we were playing some close games without him then yeah, good yeah good all right my man uh thank you for getting us updated have yourself a great Thanksgiving holiday and get a little rest and we'll see you next Monday That's the game plan sounds good <laughs> see you next week Mammoth College Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva here on The Morning Show. We'll be back.